Am I yeah. staying? Bye. Adam coming? School, Bye. you're staying, unfortunately. We were dangerous. No! <laughs> that's Star Wars reference. That wasn't a reference. You just oh, said, you said the word no. No, when he went no. When you he didn't do it right, no. though. It's not even like he says it in the movie. No. Yeah, okay. no now you sound like Kermit. Closer, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're a little Kermit in the no! <laughs> Is that Jelly Jesus? As he's just running out of the room. Oh. Uh, welcome. Ah, shit. Welcome to a, a jiggling, <laughs> protruding, protuberance bowl of dude soup. What in the world happened there? Was that an intro? No, nah, sort of. You should have stayed off. I know. What was I thinking? Was I bad. think I have a theory. Uh -huh. The more awkward and bad it is, the better it is. Okay, <laughs> that's an interesting. That's uh, why self-confirming theory. That's why I'm so amazing as a person because I'm awkward and terrible. You're right. That was awkward <laughs> and terrible. <laughs> I was just gonna let that one hang in the air for a second. Jeez. Awkwardness increases. Oh boy. Betterness increases. But okay. No, no, he was just letting the awkward. Yeah. Hang. Oh, he's letting. <laughs> it hang. It letting kills me inside. Letting spool stew for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's, a, there's a hodgepodge of stories today. The one I found most interesting is uh, there's a, a survey done by Pew Research. Uh, and to start off with, this is a phone-based survey of only 2,000 people. So, you know, small sample size. Is this cold call? Um, let's see here. It says, uh, living in all 50 states, 18 or older, 701 respondents were interviewed on a landline telephone, 1,300 on a cell phone, including 749 who had, a, had no landline. So it does so sound like just like, calls. hey, you want to do a survey? And he was bored enough to answer, yeah. So mm -hmm. that between the ages of 60 and 83-year-olds replied. Uh, I don't know where you got that upper bound there. It said 18 old. joke. That was a school joke, everybody. Older, but I'm saying like kids and people that actually would probably... Not oh, I, I gotcha. No one has know, time man. for that. There's all Sometimes these... I answer random calls on my phone just cuz. I mean, they're <laughs> always offering me a business loan, but... Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, I'll answer a random number, but as soon as it's not something I'm interested in or have time for, it, I'm up. gone. Maybe like, goodbye. So what? James, what if they said, excuse me, Mr. Willems? I'm already hung up. <laughs> I'm gone. Yeah. Excuse no. me, James. Would you be interested in answering some questions about video hang games? Up. Video games! <laughs> hang Did up. you say video games? That's something I'm interested yeah, in. Yeah, video games! Ah, shit. Okay, well, 2001 people did not hang up. And here are the here are the results. This is like when you ask a bunch of people who have nothing to do in the middle of the day no, on a Tuesday. Right. They're all eighty years old. They're all they're really old. really old. They yeah. might be in college. They're, like, and they're, they're probably like, high. Could you tell me how old you are? <laughs> Twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> oh my back. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. What is the what are the stats? Yeah, go on. Or what's right, the, supposing that the study let's is let's get some raw accurate well. data. Yeah. Uh, they say about half of all adults, forty-nine percent. Ever play video games on a computer, TV, game console, or portable device like a cell phone? Okay. But only 10% consider themselves to be gamers. Hmm. Okay. And that's about informally. Makes sense to me. Uh, they also found that a majority of American adults, 60%, believe that most people who play video games are men. A view that is shared by 57% of women who themselves play video games. But the data illustrates that some ways this assumption is wrong. A nearly identical share of men and women report ever playing video games, 50% of men and 48% of women. However, this is kind of the interesting bit, men are more than twice as likely to call th than women to call themselves gamers, 15% versus 6%. And among those ages 18 to 29, 33% of men say the term gamer describes them well, more than three times the proportion of young women, 9% who say the same. Hmm. So basically men are willing to call themselves gamers more than women. Yeah, and, and also they both perceive men as gamers more than women, even though there's an even distribution in the gender that play games. To clarify, this is only, these stats only apply to people that, that answer, the, answer the phone. The 80-year-olds that answer the phone. <laughs> they answer right. the phone. Oh, I'd say I'm a gamer, but, yes. But I mean, it's a fair, like, 
it's a fair argument of like saying like I guess was trying trying to not necessarily trying to infer anything, but you can infer or like kind of take from it that like girls are either afraid to say they're gamers or just don't mm-hmm. think they're as hardcore as you need to be to that be is one, a gamer. That's or one inference like, you could take from that study. Absolutely, like that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can walk away from this with. One, the most obvious one seems to be that men are not necessarily willing, but for the sake of this, more willing to take on that moniker, like to be a part of that group, like like identify themselves mm-hmm. so specifically with that one attribute of their lives. I think it's surprising when you meet a man that doesn't play video games. Right. Like, I mean, that's yeah. very rare and just in general. Like, they may not call themselves a gamer, but they play games. Mm-hmm. Um, a few of my friends, like, they wouldn't call themselves gamers, but they play games all the time. Sure, yeah, really. Know? So, I th- and and like Lawrence always says, I guess probably in the eighties and nineties is when they marketed video games to young males. So, at the, you know, those are the people growing up now. And at this point, we're willing to call ourselves gamers because we've been playing games for twenty years or thirty years. You know. I wonder if there's like an official is there official like dictionary definition of what a gamer is? Let's like someone out. that plays a certain like you have to you so, play blah 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 amount of hours a week or yeah. Well, you're hitting on a topic that I find fascinating, which is that. There's, there's not really a definition for what gamer means. Mm-hmm. No. Although the way it's used and it's it's like function in conversation. Oh, here we go. There's an okay gamer noun. A person who plays a game or games, typically a participant in computer or role playing games. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's like Lawrence. I don't know that I, I don't know that I typically agree <laughs> yeah. with that discussion in the way it's used today. The way it occurs to me is that if you are a gamer, you are the sort of person who likes games to the degree that a casual consumer doesn't. Mm-hmm. So if you like music. Then you start to know about labels and you know about producers and you start like you will listen to all the music from a producer, even though it's different bands. Mm -hmm. If you like movies and you get into them in a certain way, you'll listen to a director's commentary. Mm -hmm. You'll watch all of these movies from a particular director. And even in doing that, you'll be like, oh, that director involved in this way and was influenced by these other movies. You start to understand the conversation around it instead of just the product itself, where someone else will go see Alvin and the Chipmunks Road Chip and leave (laughs) being like, I have fun. (laughs) Um, <laughs> that person is not really a movie enthusiast, but they go watch movies. Well, yeah. Like yeah. Well, I guess what, so gamers would know developers, they know publishers, they yeah. know the behind the scenes of video games sure. and things like I, that. Yeah, right? I think I would probably say it's like someone where one of their like primary interests is like gaming or like video video games or like one of their primary hobbies, I guess, is video games where they go home <laughs> and like most of their time is spent not most of it, but like one of their big things they like to do is play video games. Where like people, I guess maybe like your friends and stuff who play video games a lot, but they wouldn't consider their, themselves a gamer because they don't follow anything to right. do with video games. They just go home, play it for like an hour or yeah. whatever, and then they're done. Like then they go watch movies for like two hours or three so hours. Like so, it's not I, one I'd say that that definition of being a gamer, as in gaming enthusiast, is probably what should be the most accurate definition. Mm-hmm. I think conventionally the most accurate. Like the definition of gamer is a marketed branding term. Yeah. Like Lifestyle you drink brand. Mountain Dew, you yeah. drink whatever, Absolutely. you the like wizard. you buy a certain kind of mouse <laughs> or keyboard to play your certain kind of games or what have you. Um, which would that I would say that would also be influential in the the uh, gender discrepancy there mm. um, because I I'm sure that there are a ton of women who are interested in. The labels like you know they'll follow uh, certain publishers or whatever or content creators because that's what they're interested those are the type of games that they like but may not run out to get a Mountain Dew like hardcore marketed you know, to male yeah. marketed towards a male art audience kind of thing yeah. but that's what I think a lot of people think gamer is because that's how like commercialism has kind of branded that whether or not it's I think they've branded it wrong 
they've kind of taken the term, whereas mm-hmm. gaming enthusiast is a more accurate definition. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, the narrative as I've seen it, and it kind of makes sense, at least to me when I consider it this way, is that, Bruce, like you said, uh, to, to be an enthusiast in something, it predicates a certain history with that. So if you like music a lot, you can like music a lot, but it takes five to ten years of listening to everything you can listen to before you start to really develop a knowledge of the texture of it. So, you know, you can like the Beatles, but you, if you listen to them for five years, you start to notice, oh, wow, their sound really changed from early to late Beatles. And then you start to be like, oh, their manager gave them acid, and that's what kind of prompted this whole thing. So you start to then get more into the subtext of it, but that takes time. So if in, you know, the early to mid-90s when gaming was totally marketed to dudes, that marketing got a lot of dudes into gaming, so they had the next 10 years to learn about it and get into the, get into the, uh, the culture of it. So they played every Mario game, and now they have opinions about how Mario has changed. And that gets them into the gamer thing. Whereas in my personal experience, I've known, I've known women that, you know, in the last five years have started playing games. And they'll play something like Journey. And then I'll say, you know, if you really like that, you might want to try Flower. It's mm-hmm. the last game from the same people. And then they'll play that too, and they'll be like, holy shit. Yep. And then they'll go from one to two, what's their next game? And then when they, underst- when they start to get to that level of appreciating games, then they start to become a, a gamer but it, it, it requires the time to do that. And I think based on the marketing, uh, and this is, again, a grand stereotype, but based on the marketing, it seems women have had less time to get into the, the really deep culture of gaming. But yeah. I think that's changing. Or there quickly. was a stigma when they were growing up and playing games that's- that maybe they were not you know, one to talk about how they were playing video games because other girls didn't play or, or who, who knows. I mean, like there, there, there might have been a stigma on them that there wasn't with us. Like when I was a kid... It was cool to play video games. It's like, oh, like he's got a PlayStation, got an N64. Like that was a thing when I was a young boy. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> yeah. gonna say. It's like it's always, it seemed like, especially nowadays in the last like 10, 20 years, like for guys and men, like it's cool to play video games and stuff. Where maybe like thirty years ago, you were a nerd if you played. Like it was yeah. totally the opposite. Yeah. And like if you're in the seventies and eighties, you're like right. you're a nerd if you're playing video games. Blah blah blah. And then eventually, like being became cool, and nerds became like just in general, nerds are cool. Like Star Wars is super yeah. cool. And, like yeah. everything's super cool now to be nerdy for guys at least. For girls, are still. I feel like there's still like a little bit of lag of like it's if you're a nerd girl. Like, most guy, guys that are nerdy are going to accept you, but, like, other, like, I think girls are maybe, I'm not trying to speak for girls that are in this case or anything, but, like, maybe, yeah. like, they're afraid of, like, a lot of jock guys or, like, like normal traditional men that aren't nerds are, like, will look at a geek girl or whatever. I, I mean, I think it's, like, a, it's about barrier to entry, mm-hmm. right? Like, and so, like you said, if you go back to early 80s, 70s, like... It, before it was just easy enough to plug in a big machine into your TV, into the wall, and start going, mm-hmm. it was a little bit harder to do, take on that process. You might have a personal PC yeah. that you had to load games onto like, and figure out how to kind of make, make them work with your system, mm-hmm. right? And so it'd be a little bit more complex. Also, PC gaming has, like, PC gaming has gotten, I think, a lot more accessible because of how the barrier to entry has gone down like i remember trying to install games in the 90s from like from like a (laughs) A cd rom and it would just it just be like nope and i'm looking at the instructions i'm like there's five steps and i did all five and it's not working (laughs) and so like when it didn't work that that put up the wall for me and i didn't get back into pc gaming until maybe a decade later like something like that and so when it got easier for me to get in so if there's a barrier of entry that's complex technology or something like that, that is already going to close down the group. If the barrier to entry for modern video games, let's say like 95 till now, is that kind of marketed towards men? Like, 
then like I don't know why you would necessarily think I want to entrench myself in this right? culture. Like whether yeah. or not you pick it up despite that and and enjoy it is an entirely different discussion. But like there's barrier to entry there, and so as the barrier to entry goes down, now games are like there's a ton of female protagonists to choose mm-hmm. from. There's identifiable cool characters. It's not all gunman shoot shoot, which isn't necessarily to say that's something that only men would want to play. Yeah, but it's, it's like marketed towards males though. There's a ton yeah. of stuff mm-hmm. and on your on your phone and on PCs and on mm-hmm. consoles and everything. Some of it's entirely genderless. Like Minecraft is like entirely yeah. genderless and stuff like that. It's like it could be for anyone anywhere in this the world. Really cool. And so you're going to get more people that are willing to play it, and it's not going to matter. Lawrence, like, I'm curious what brought up this topic uh the research poll oh well i mean like what you were talking about because originally we were going to talk about censorship what happened to that oh it's still in there yeah another topic oh, okay All i right. just uh i just noticed that the past couple of podcasts that's been that's been a recurring theme mostly because it's been it's been a, it's been a part of the conversation in internet culture for the past month or so now mm-hmm. and you know every week there's usually something new to talk about so yeah we can get to that uh, the reason i was asking is because uh we talk about this i feel like almost once a month yeah where like there there ends up being a study like you said we find out that you know basically just as many women are playing games as, as men but they don't identify themselves as gamers yeah. or they you know like they're playing different games or they don't maybe uh, or there's even a, again a stigma on them that like they, maybe they shouldn't be playing games or whatever which is ridiculous and we sort of we like to you know proliferate the ideas that everybody should be playing video games the more people that play video games the better the video games become old young girls boys everybody uh, everybody i mean like that's important to video games in, in general as an industry is that the art gets better if there are more people playing and it becomes a more ubiquitous hobby. Yeah. So, and that's something that we say all the time and I, I was just interested to see what, what brought it up for you. Uh, well, personally, it's just, they wrote the, uh, it kind of fired the spark in my head that it was an issue of time, not necessarily, at this point, I think it's an issue of time, which is much better than it used to be. Just the idea that uh, now we have an equal split of people who are playing now. Um, rather, the self-identification is is the thing that seems to be lagging behind. So, so what's, why is there a disparity there? And to me, it seemed to be it's a factor of time, which is great because hopefully that means in 10 years we'll have just as many, you know, just as many women deep in the gaming culture as mm-hmm. there are dudes. Yeah. Because, yeah, the, com- the conversation deep in when you get deep, like in forum threads and stuff where people are really hashing out like, oh, I like, I like this jump arc. I don't like that, that uh, concept art. I would like that to be a little more egalitarian too because I think opinions can be a little homogenous there. So just as somebody who who dives into that culture and reads that stuff pretty constantly. Uh, it gave me a shred of hope that, uh, and, and the, the idea that gaming is, is now pretty 50-50 split is not new mm-hmm. either. It's just the, uh, the time lag between that and who self-identifies as somebody who's deep in the culture. So, yeah, hopefully that'll catch up too. Yeah. I think it's getting there. It is. Sure. It's, I mean, it absolutely is. I think we're seeing changes uh, right now. I mean, like, not only in our audience, but just in general in the public, uh, which is good. I think that's really good for everybody. <laughs> I can't wait until all those elderly people that answered the phone and pretended to be young people <laughs> that played games uh, can uh, get on the gaming train too. Do you think they'll watch this podcast? Yeah, they're they're big fans. They're big fans. Big of fans. Us? All two thousand. All two thousand of those. It, they just called one uh, senior living center, actually, because <laughs> those are the only people that pick up the phone and go, "Hello, <laughs> are you my son? Yeah, yeah. This, this is, is my grandson. Son. This is kind of related. What games? <laughs> did you guys Did you guys see that Arc video I linked in like the Funhouse Slack the other day of like that old? Yeah, we were talking about it the other night. There was like this old, maybe like seventy five year old woman playing Arc, and it was like super fascinating. John Reisinger was like, "I watched the whole." 
thing. It was yeah. like a 30 minute video or something like that because he's so fascinated with it. But like it got me thinking because she's like kind of playing through it and she's playing it really slowly. Like she plays it better than we are. Like she knows kind of what she's doing. Really? She plays it better than us because she kind of has a focus <laughs> and knows what she wants to do. But um, she's really slow about it. Like she's just like she walks up to a ladder and she like takes her like four or five tries to, like get up it. Which to be f- to her credit is kind of hits. annoying. But <laughs> she's like she'd come out at an angle and you had to be straight on it and oh, like okay. couldn't get. But so she was like trying to back up and trying to like move her like view around and stuff. But just watching it, I was like, I know she doesn't. She's not like the quickest at playing it and stuff. But at least she's trying and like. Hmm something like sparked in my brain i was like if they need to get like games like this and minecraft and like i know they've done Wii a lot and like a lot yeah. of old folks homes and stuff like that um but then you i've just like i was like they need to get like minecraft and this kind of game like kind of creative like open world yeah. building games and stuff in front of a lot of like older people because i feel like it would help a lot of them like i my grandpa like suffers from alzheimer's and i, I know like it wouldn't necessarily help with like saving someone's memory or things like that but i feel like just keeping them kind of sharp and like using right. their memory and using like kind of like Exercising problem solving yeah. skills and stuff like that versus sitting in front of a TV or like not doing stuff like that. I like thought like games like that would be crazy because you always hear about like trying to get games in front of kids and things, yeah. but not so much older people where people have kind of like left them to their own devices. Like they've lived their life. They've got the time. <laughs> That's true. They do. <laughs> they've got the time. Right? To play That's all what those I games. Nintendo sold a lot of DSs to old people. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, with a brain age. There's a game yeah. specifically yeah, exactly. using uh, using medical research pre- uh, presents you with a certain task and they're all gamified, but it's it's like solve simple math problems quickly. Yeah. You know, uh, here's a, here's a grid of numbers, tap them all from one to ten really quickly, and those are kind of like it's kind of like yoga for the mind to yeah. do that kind of stuff. So that was the idea. Exactly. And if you, they do that all the time, all the time. Yeah, no. <laughs> don't worry, you're far away from having to get your. Uh, <laughs> right. I don't know about that. But, early games. Fingers crossed that we get VR all sorted out by the time oh, we're man. old. Oh, yeah. And then we just leave the helmet. It's like, it's like, all right, are you ready for retirement? And oh, then you just man. sit in the chair. Oh. You sit in the chair and they, they hook up the tubes or whatever. And then yeah. they just go, you're like, goodbye, world, goodbye. <laughs> you're just so happy you to just, leave you just, And then you just, you're just in it. And then you just do your, your virtual life until your body ultimately dies. I was going to then you die right there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That'd like, be uh, awesome, huh? But your brain goes green, You say goodbye to everyone. You say goodbye to everybody. You're like... I'm going. I'm going in. It's like yeah, uh, Lord yeah, of the Rings goodbye. when they sail off to that island. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lawrence, <laughs> the very end of the did movie. you ever did you ever beat Soma or did, yeah? I know you were playing through Soma and stuff. That touches on a lot of that stuff of like what, how do you how do you stay as yourself? Did you play it too? Didn't you? He hasn't got you didn't beat it yet. But like the whole idea of that is like people's minds. Uh, what makes you you and like your mind sure. going like transferring to a robot or like into like the Matrix basically or stuff like that? Like, are you still? Are you still you, or are you like a shadow of yourself, or like a copy of yourself, I'm or just like an old, old man? man. Guys, right? so usually we're farting and breaking things. I know, but right? We're solving the world's problems. It's right? the we're set. The set. It. Up next, yeah. uh, world hunger. Censorship. We're so talking about censorship. Food. Well, I don't know. So, so it's weird because I've got I've got two very elegant elegant uh, transfers. I can go to censorship, or Ken Levine talked about his next game, which sounds very identical to Soma. Uh, I want to talk about censorship. But <laughs> you do? I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, first, I'm going to censor you, Bruce. Okay. <gasps> first, we have to mention that this podcast is sponsored by Lenovo and GameState. Uh, so, if you're unaware, this is a, a collaborative game development program that Lenovo is putting on with their GameState program with the developers of Dark Rift. Essentially, you can Ooh. go to uh, GameSta- uh, LenovoGameState.com and uh, contribute. In- you having trouble? You having trouble drinking there? Every single time I take a sip out all of all this thing, himself. it fizzes up and it just explodes. All in, over. It explodes on my mouth. Right before we started, <laughs> right before we started, I was like, "Oh, I'll just get a sip of water real quick." And then you take a sip, and then it just 
<laughs> oh, yeah, shit. And he explodes every time. All right, well, every time you can. Sorry, go ahead, Lawrence. Let your creativity explode all over LenovoGameState.com and contribute to the development of Dark Rift, which is actually pretty cool. Uh, we uh, we got to see we got to talk with the devs and they're they're just really genuine cool guys really good yeah they are uh, we we got another one coming up actually yeah we do on Friday we're gonna meet with them for another two hours and find yeah. out what they're working on Ooh, cool. better make the best game ever or else what spool people won't buy it oh yeah. well that too <laughs> elderly people will buy their games but uh, it's it's time for mission two uh, they they break up the milestones of the development project into missions got a gamified up uh, it's called mission two defend your territory. You can check out exclusive fly-through footage featuring different levels in the game, and then tell them what you think about it. Comments, suggestions, things like that. So please make sure to, to leave your feedback either on the website or using the hashtag GameState. It's powered by Lenovo Y Series Computers. And go to LenovoGameState.com uh, and leave your feedback now. Uh, you can also check the link in the description cool. if you want to get involved. It's so. really cool. I mean, I think it's really neat that we're involved in actually changing the face of a video game. Or they're power. just going to ignore everything Or they're going to ignore yeah. it. And it'll That's probably true. still be an okay game. <laughs> um, it, it's a, so a lot of what we champion is like understanding the development process before you're like extremely critical of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this is good for us because we are there. We're getting to see a very close-up view of the development process, which I think informs our own opinions. But hopefully the, the content that comes out of it Will let you can follow it, like you can follow it, and you can see how the progress of the game is going. So the next time you're like, I'm really pissed off about those frame rate drops or whatever in a game that you would have otherwise enjoyed, you'd be like, Well, I understand what they had to sacrifice. They they chose to sacrifice this for the sake of making this mm-hmm. better, and you don't realize that you're enjoying this because it's good. Yeah, you know, and so like I don't know, it, it's important to inform yourself about the process yeah. before you start making judgment calls, and that's what we're trying to do. The internet disagrees with you, James. Oop. Yeah, well. Uh, but yeah, moving on to censorship. Uh, so this is, this whole conversation has been really fascinating to me. Not because typically when there's angry people on the internet, I like to point and laugh. I think that's pretty obvious, (laughs) but this is, this is a little different, mostly because it's about boobs and I love titties. Um, (laughs) who doesn't? Amen. Um, so that's a good question. This has been kicked off recently. I would that is a good question. Everybody loves boobs. (laughs) Right. I already know the answer. So actually, it's, it's a pretty simple question. But uh, this was kicked off because there have been a number of, of I won't say high profile, but very, very titty games that have, <laughs> that have either not come, have not been announced for release in any Western oh. market or have been changed for release in Western markets. Uh, talked about it before. So just to recap, like, see, Blade Chronicles X, when you made a female character, you used to have a slider for the boob size. Nintendo of America took that out. He's Googling it. Okay. Do they I'm default to small Making then? a like mental note. No, they default to medium, right in the middle. Uh, and then uh, there, was some, there was some stuff about, in Bravely Default, there used to be like little belt costumes you could put on your little dollies, and they changed that to be more covered in the West. That are Live Extreme 3, uh, a collection of mini games about titty ladies that fall in water and then their tops <laughs> pop off. It sounds just like called the, Ladies Lawrence. The perfect game. Yeah, they're <laughs> elegant ladies. You have to give them presents so they like you. That makes sense. It's an accurate simulation of dating. <laughs> uh, uh, Koei Tecmo left a message on their Facebook, Facebook wall basically saying, we're not bringing it out in the West because that culture is a little more sensitive to how women are depicted in games. And this doesn't seem like a good fit. They, they uh, called us pussies, basically. <laughs> Maybe they, like, they can't what they handle did. it. Maybe yeah. they did. Uh, but, uh, so Kotaku <laughs> ran a pretty great article of kind of summarizing this whole debate. Uh, and uh, they, they, they talked with a localizer. His name is Alex Smith. And he said something that I think, I think cuts to kind of the core of the issue, which 
again, this is a gamer talk, but it, it gets down into the the issue of games are commercial work, and the people who really want the titty games are mad that what they assume the creator's vision of titties is being changed because people in our culture aren't as receptive or, or oh. open to that. Uh, so here, here's the quote, and I think, I think it really summarizes it well. Uh, Something intended to be simply humorous or risque in, ja- in a Japanese game might come across to an American gamer as creepy or worse as pedophilia. Keeping the problematic content in there with the intent of preserving the creator's original vision is misguided because the creator presumably didn't intend for the audience to feel uncomfortable or offended. The original vision is better served making adjustments so the new audience appreciates the work as closely as possible to the same terms as the original audience. So I think when you get, when a person gets upset about changes in localization, I think that is neglecting the difference in culture. Specifically, that Japan's pretty fucked up. Well, right about I mean, that kind of thing. We were having a discussion yesterday, which is like once you put your art into the world, I guess it sort of matters what you think of your art and how you interpret it. But if millions of people decide to interpret your art in an entirely different way, that's what happened to your art. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's theirs. And I think you say it all the time. It's like once we put something on the internet, it's theirs. It's not yours anymore. It's yeah. like GIF and JIF. The guy that created it calls it GIF, yeah. but everyone else calls it GIF. So it's Except a gift now. Jeff, but it's regardless, um, no, yeah, I mean, like that's once that art's out in the world, and millions of people are saying, "Well, this isn't right for our culture. This isn't right for me. It's creepy. It's creepy." And like that's just sort of what happens. I think, and then I think the resentment there is those people used to not say that, or rather, they weren't so vocal about it. Hmm. So it did the, and and this kind of goes back to the anger a lot of people have towards you know feminist frequency or people who just. In, in, in a most optimistic sense, just ask for variety. Uh, they want, you know, they want Gone Home and Titty Games, theoretically. Um, I'm, not, I'm not here to judge whether or not that's Gone the actual home. tone. Uh, personally, I want Gone Home and Titty Games, too. I like Gone Home. I like Titty Games. Why not yeah. combine them? That would be great. <laughs> that would be <laughs> Make fantastic. Make the perfect about, game. About lesbians. <laughs> right? Like hiding up in the attic. We would have, have found them. puzzles yeah, and boots yeah. flop out Would you here. ever watch The L Word? That's kind of what it was. True. Oh, really? Ooh. No, I didn't I've watch The L Word. I've been watching The L Word. Yeah, that was a lesbian show, but it was sexy. There's boobs. Are they big? Lesbian boobs. Mm, lesbian boobs? Most of them aren't big. No. I didn't think so. No. They're real lesbian boobs. They don't have boobs. to be big, guys. They just, they're just boobs. Yeah. They're just nice. You appreciate them all, just like all games. <laughs> some are small, some are big. Built for speed, teardrop, melon. <laughs> Eggplant. <laughs> yeah. How did you know all those terms? Yeah, <laughs> he just has those back there, all Man, those descriptors. Really <laughs> what else is in my head? Banana pancake? What? Like, Banana think about it. With discs <laughs> embedded in? I don't want um, I, it's, it also feels like part of it is is not only the culture the culture difference in terms of how they've interpreted things, but like the tendency tendency to be reactionary. Hmm. Like mm, yeah. like I, I almost wish that they were like we don't really want to release it there, and we don't really want to release it that way there because you guys tend to like get like really like reactionary. It's almost so that way. Everyone would go no, we don't. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. like freak out, you know, and they and then it's like. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. You're doing it right now. It's almost now. like the Valve and like Half Life Three thing of their reason of not doing Half Life Three. Mm. It's because like you guys will freak out. Like no matter what we do, you're gonna freak out. Like might as well, well not we don't do know it. That that's Valve's that was, that, that was one of the reasons we reported on. That was one of yeah, the reasons yeah. that like yeah. was reported. But and as, as far as I'm considered, I think that was honestly one of the less reliable parts of that report. Yeah. yeah. I tend to believe that. I mean, people are human and they have feelings, and those feelings influence their decisions. But when you're a big company like Valve or Koei Tecmo. You and you, you've been around as long as you have. You tend to not run on gut. You tend to run on data. Yeah. And if 
if your game, if you if your titty butt slap game, only sold thirty thousand copies in the West, it's something like that. The last one didn't sell all that well, and now now the environment does seem to have changed. Uh, now you're looking at it and you're like, gosh, it is it is just not worth it is not worth maybe breaking even to invite all this frustration and headache on our PR department. Yeah, uh, and the to demand. a degree, that means that a certain a certain group on the internet was correct. And that they were mad that the game's landscape was going to change because this other group that typically never spoke up and never had a voice is now saying, this is gross and we would like something else. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the saving grace there is, and I wish people could fucking grasp onto this, you can still import Japanese games. If you want games from a gross culture with some messed up gender issues, go do that. Mm. More power to you. And if, and if they see a lot of imports because they get that data, maybe they'll consider releasing it here. But I think money kind of drives the whole process. Yeah, a good example all- of this in the U.S. is the uh, Arkham Knight. Uh, release. Oh yeah. Um, we talked a lot to a few people that basically had been involved with the game, and you know, we found out that Warner Brothers didn't really want to invite all of this, all the problems that came with releasing the PC version of the game. And they're like, you know, the more that the the PC audience complains about a port and how it doesn't work and how like certain drivers don't work and sometimes it crashes and sometimes the frames per second aren't as high as they want it to, then they're not going to release a PC version. There's, you know, what? Screw it. We'll just do the console versions. That sells a ton. Uh, the PC's just not worth it anymore. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we've talked about. It's like, no, no, don't do that. Like, you know, like, stop whining. Basically, they, they'll, they'll just stop making the game. If you, if you continue to whine, they'll just stop. And that may be a, a thing here with Koei Tecmo. Is it's like, eventually, they're just going to be like, you know what? We're not going to put the game for you anymore here. Or at least pick your Who battles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Like, you know. Like, they don't want you to have the game. All right, well, you know, guys don't get the game. The kind of funny thing with that, it's like an aside is like with games like Fallout and stuff where even the console versions are coming out buggy as hell as sure, well. But they were and like game breaking. Well, no, even game breaking bugs and stuff on Xbox and things like that. Really? With with Fallout at least, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting because now everyone's going to be starting to shout. It's going to be <laughs> that's a whole other like topic yeah. of like patching and DLC and stuff like that. Well, Which, by think- the way, we have the benefit of being able to enjoy. Yeah. yeah, patching and yeah. Well, not necessarily Instead DLC, but like, just, but yeah, like, like, nope. like, oh, I mean, I played Arkham Knight and I started trying to play it soon after it came out. Didn't didn't work. Didn't work on my system for whatever reason. I have I have an Nvidia graphics card and it's like pretty standard stuff. It didn't work on my system. But then I gave it like a month, and then I downloaded a patch, and then it ran just fine. But you didn't get to play it right away, Jane. I didn't get to play it right away. That's true, but I did get to play it. And I feel like you know it was worth it. So I don't, I don't know. Was it you then, that? It, some people may still be waiting. I, don't, I have no idea. But uh, for me, it was just a matter of waiting until they could just go. All right, here's your fix. Mm-hmm. Was it you that had your Bloodborne save get like corrupted oh, yeah, or broken Bloodborne. or whatever? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's Bloodborne. An exclusive against all my better judgment. I decided to start playing <laughs> it, and then and then it just went and I like quit out of the game because you're supposed to do it a specific way. And you're not just supposed to turn off the console, and I did it. And then when I, when I went back in to again reluctantly play the game, uh, my save was just corrupted, and it was just it was just screwed up. And and then I got flack, and people were like, "Just play it again." And I'm like, "No, I don't, <laughs> I don't have to. Yeah. I didn't have to." But I was patient, and then I waited, and then there was a patch, and then mm-hmm. I tried it again, and my save worked. So yes, I didn't get to play it on my own personal schedule when I wanted to any time, but like it fixed itself, and that's kind of it's nice. important. For, it's important for the audience to know that the more we whine, the more we complain. Mm-hmm. Also, be informed that if you complain about a very small portion of what this company is making, like the PC version of Arkham Knight, eventually they just won't do it anymore. 
and then you won't have anything to complain about at all because it'll be gone. So what Bruce is saying is shut the hell up. I mean, not you know, sometimes and not just always. Play your it's games. Sometimes enjoy your games always. that you Import- have. It's important. I think, I think I I don't know. I I agree and disagree. I think that the state that Arkham Knight launched in is probably not okay. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, and I think I think to a degree they were testing the PC market with that. They're like, let's see if we can get away with it. Oh, we can't get away with it. But I also think if no. Steam refunds didn't exist, they probably would not have pulled it mm-hmm. uh, because a, a refund is a negative sale, and that's something that's a concept that doesn't exist in PC. Doesn't mm-hmm. really exist anywhere. Yeah. Uh, you can't return new games to GameStop. You can't. It's true. You can't return a PC game until now. At least not for full price. Yeah, you can trade games. it back in, and so, then they'll yeah. resell it as used, and then they get a double dip on that sale. Mm-hmm. Yep. Steam Steam doesn't work that way. They give you your money back, and and unit sold goes down one, yep. which is is a pretty new concept in terms of retail. So yeah, with refunds there now, sure it empowers the audience to 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 use a really strong word, punish a publisher for putting out a bad game, and it does give them some protections. But also, yeah, it it can mean less games, um, and maybe that's just market force. You know, I, I don't know that that customer negativity really factors into that. Uh, moreover, that. You would like to think that if a if a developer spends a long time on a PC port of a game and it's really good, that it'll sell really really well and everybody mm-hmm. will see that and they'll be like, oh, we should do that too. But it, that has yet to be the case. The PC market, to me, the big problem with PC is that nobody buys games at full price, um, and games are getting more expensive. And also, PC games sell about a tenth as many as any other any other platform. Yeah. So you're looking at you're looking at a more demanding audience that refuses to pay as much. Right. And also, like, doesn't just total doesn't sell as much. So yeah, uh, I love PC. I've been a PC enthusiast since '95 when I could buy one for the first time. Uh, wow. I, I love the platform, but gosh, from a money perspective and a logistics perspective, it's looking kind of worse and worse for the big stuff. Um, Especially now that consoles have digital downloads, and you know that's what PC yeah. had over them for a long yeah, time yeah. was like you could just go to Steam and just download a game. We're now on like Xbox or PlayStation, wherever you can just digitally buy a game and just download it. Like that's kind of going away the biggest problem i guess with that now that it's holding them back is like just space on like a, oh God, on a hard yeah. disk or whatever and that's, like how games are getting huge and with consoles. yeah but that's going to get resolved it will extremely yeah fast i think the two <clears throat> examples here of like the pc market whining about it and then not getting the game but then also the i guess the people that don't want the koei tecmo games they just don't want them at all so i it, i guess they're probably their mission is accomplished at this point they're saying right. you know like well this this offends our sensibilities and then they're like all right well we're not going to give you the game they win Right, that's what they wanted. Uh, I think it's the opposite for the PC, where it's like you know they're whining about, oh, we want better games, we want better games, and eventually just not going to make it anymore. Yeah. I'd be very surprised if Warner Brothers was like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give you a PC port of the next Batman game. I'd be very very surprised. It's, I think it'll so. be there. I, just, I hope so. I think in I think in the the emerging trend seems to be we'll get we'll get the console versions out the door. We'll spend all a QA on console first, and then like a year goes yeah. by, right? Maybe more like four or five months, mm. but it's like post-launch. Then we can move all the QA onto PC, get mm. that game out. Hopefully, people buy it, but probably won't. Uh, yeah, uh, and Ubisoft did that for a while. I think it was also kind of a they, they wanted to discourage piracy. So the idea was if a certain if a certain part of the gaming populace had a console and a PC, and the game was out on both, They'd buy they could just console. pirate it on PC. And not spend oh, any money oh, on it. Interesting. So Ubisoft was like, okay, for those consumers, we can make them paying customers by not releasing the PC version for a month. Hmm. Then we get an, some extra QA time. And then also, if they want to wait for that experience, they can. And now a lot of PC gamers do not like Ubisoft for that and they, like various other reasons. So 
Yeah, I I have I was frustrated by that too because I played games back when Ubisoft had their like heartbeat DRM connection, mm-hmm. and yeah, sometimes my internet would go out and it'd just be like, you can't play anymore. Yep. Like, what yep. the fuck? But at the time, Ubisoft was the only publisher releasing most of their AAA games on PC yep. at all, so they were trying to make it work, and I respect that. They yep. were trying to trying They're to trying figure to out a way out. to squeeze money out of that yeah. platform and figure out piracy and how to stop it and stuff because it was so rampant. Yeah, rampant for so long. One one thing just to go back to the censorship issue that kind of spun spun us out into this is just like keep going. I gotta pee like real bad. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. The protuberance. We can talk. Not old, the protuberance. Old, old peanut bladder, Lawrence. We're buds. <laughs> um, is uh, listen if you if you think that you're not gonna like a game. Can you just don't play it, man? Right. <laughs> like if the boobs are too big for you, don't play it. James, that's not the way the world. I know. Works. I, I, I absolutely know that. I absolutely know that. But you you brought up a really good point, which is that there's some people out there that are like you know they're filing their complaints with the hope of improving things, mm-hmm. and there's other people out there who are filing their complaints with the hope of just taking Destroy away it. something yeah. Yeah, that, that they weren't even gonna. Play. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. That's that's just utterly destructive. Yeah, no, it absolutely is, and I think that's why, I, I that's why I brought it up because it it is totally destructive. There is really like they think that the I guess the PC market thinks that when they complain they will get a better product. Yeah. Um, and I, history has shown that that's not what is happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. but with you know with the censorship issue, they're winning. And I, to be honest with you, I'm trying to think of a counter to that. I don't really know how to. I don't. I mean, First it, Amendment. And, and again, I can say do whatever we, I want. I mean, when, yeah. we say, it, I can do when, it. when we say they, we don't mean a specific forum or no, a specific, no, I mean, like, but like just whoever's it's, complaining it's, about it's it. Culture it's culture in general. Yeah. It's kind of just weird cultural sentiment yeah. um, within multiple communities. But it's like, it's like, come on, like censor yourself, censor yeah. yourself. Yeah, and, and you I know? think that is people are learning that over time. I think that's getting more and more uh, important for you know, like our generation and things like that. I think we're getting. You know, we're realizing, all right, it's like, all right, well, if that exists, it exists over there. Yeah, yeah. Like, we don't need to complain about it over there, <laughs> just don't too. don't go to that place. Yeah. Right, yeah, okay. just don't go to that place, and, exactly. And I'm not trying to incite any sort of uh, community wars or whatever, no, no, but it's like, no. it's like, also, maybe, maybe don't get really that angry at the developer or the publisher, because trust me, they, they like we always say, they're trying to make money. Yeah. Right? And they have crunched the numbers. And, and they it. and they have ultimately come down to the monetary conclusion yeah. that it's not worth their time or their effort. Yep. And so, like, that's not really on them. They shouldn't like like. There's a ton of things that I would love for people just to make for me and just send to me. <laughs> and you know, I'll toss them sixty bucks. Right. But it's going to cost three million dollars of research and development yeah. to to bring it to me. Like, oh yeah, I got plenty of ideas that you can send my way. Yeah. Plus outsider investors and everything. I else. I understand. <laughs> I understand why that is not going to happen necessarily. Yeah, I'm, I'm really trying to f- figure out a solution to this sort of censorship thing because, I, 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 I mean, like... You're going to bring down censorship once and for all, Bruce? <gasps> well, no, I mean, like, like we, you know, honestly, the United States is, is, is trying with, like you said, the First Amendment. It's like there's no, you know, we're not supposed to be doing that sort of thing. But culturally speaking, yeah. since this is a hobby and it's, you know, it's elective, it's not something that's required. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't say, like, you're censoring us. Like, it's no. not really like that at all. Um, it's not like journalistic, like yeah. No, there's no, there's nothing anything there. Like that where it's like you're going to be really missing out if they ac- they actually sense. Like James said, it's just more about personal responsibility. But it's That's also it like that kind of comes. It's a cultural thing, right? Where it's always been like the U.S. doesn't really care about violence and explosions and the boobs yeah. and guns and stuff, but like sex, super yeah. sexualized stuff. That's where like moms and across America get up in arms. And, and sexualized then, young 
characters, like right? preteens and teens and stuff. It's weird. Don't it get me wrong. Super weird. I'm inside of it thinking it's weird. But it's also a 3D mesh model it's with textures real. on it's top of it. It's not real at all. Yeah. And so that's already weird. Like, even if it was, it, like, this character's 34 years old. Like, there's, still kind of weird. Yeah. It's a 3D mesh. <laughs> like, right. it's, it's like not. It's, there's a level of weird, but then there's another level of weird. That's fine. No one's really getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's debatable, and I think that's the big difference in perception. It's a slippery slope. Uh, yeah. It really to, is. Uh, man, the, the word that... A word that uh, feminist frequency is obsessed with is pernicious. I don't know why it's in everything. Ooh. But the idea is that the depictions of gender roles in media uh, becomes part of a culture's like texture. And then mm. that informs how people act and believe in their day-to-day lives. And you, like, you could argue it's, it's the same effervescent argument that people threw against violence in video games. Mm-hmm. And there's no clear link between violence, uh, violence in a video game and then acting violently. Uh, there's just... It's tough because the data that is there is is loose enough that people can interpret it however they want. So I'm not arguing that it's a question of belief, but a lot of people seem to react to it that way, which is they two people can take the same data. And if someone loves titties, they'll say, no problem, I'm in the clear. And then somebody who's maybe kind of tired of seeing titties everywhere will say, well, this clearly shows that this just makes dudes mm-hmm. believe women are objects mm-hmm. and they're, 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 they're things to be won with their big gunman dicks. By shooting other good big man dick guns, <laughs> and then they win the sex. Yeah. Uh, and to to hear young men describe their dating problems, it's hard to say that's wrong. Because <laughs> and and maybe that's more than video games, and maybe it's more than media. Maybe it's just garbage that's baked into our DNA uh, because we're we're hairless apes. Some of us a little more hairy than others. <laughs> but uh, that wasn't meant to be an insult. By the way, I was just looking. Oh, at your I, hey, I'm really hairy. I don't care. All right. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, so I don't know. It's personally, I feel that there's really no right or wrong answer. Uh, I just, I wish people could be civilized about the discussion. Uh, so I don't know. It's, it's a really fascinating topic. And while I'd like to believe it comes down to personal responsibility, I also have to leave the accounting in my head that maybe there's an effect that people don't even notice because it's so subconscious. I don't know. I guess. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to quantify. Exactly. Human human society has been pretty fucked up for a really, 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 really long time. It's always my, not my counter. Because like I'm, I don't I don't care about count, countering. I just live in my own kind of little world, sure. um, and try and move through everyone else's. But like, um, yeah, things have been pretty pretty horrendous for basically all of human history, mm-hmm. involving violence and sex and gender roles. Like it's been pretty bad. So well, supposedly society is supposed to be improving, right? We're supposed to yeah. be getting better. That's yeah. why we censor the boobs. So, well, I mean, if people say that yes. Some people say that no. So, like, that's sort of the that's sort of the question. There is like, ideally, we're getting better. For ideally, or against boobs. I'm I, I'm for. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love boobs. That's but the, then, like, once this discussion goes, and it's and then it becomes an issue of well, it's open to interpretation. Then people people will take that and be like, okay, that means I got to win. Like, I got to yeah. take to the streets and uh, make sure the interpretation becomes mine. Yeah. So that's when it gets, that's when it gets gross. When people treat it like psychological warfare or even yeah. informational warfare, we have to make sure that our side wins, that our interpretation of the world is the one that comes out on top. And yeah, that's when you get... Because otherwise, what have you been doing? What have you been thinking? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. kind of confirmation <laughs> bias in that regard, where you believe something and to yep. prove that it wasn't an all-wasted time, you then have to... Post someone's information publicly on the internet, and then, I don't know. That's when it gets a little gross. <laughs> that's why people scream their consoles better than someone else's yeah, console, they bought or it. like whatever else. Yeah, they, you want that confirmation. They bought it. You want the 
You don't want buyer's remorse. Be yeah. like, oh, I didn't get the best thing, or it's not my way of the world yeah. isn't the best. Life's greatest struggle is just trying to get through it, living with your own decisions. Ooh. That's the greatest struggle any human being will ever face. James boobs for all. Yeah. Unless you climb Everest. That's want, tough, too. I want that decision to put yeah. boobs in front of me. Real or not, don't care. <laughs> well, say yes to boobs. Or not is so much simpler, though. Yeah. I can just, it is. Hey, no, no problem. Just uh, <laughs> got to answer some, some pro- probing questions about what you're into. But <laughs> Probing? Oh, yeah. Nice that, job, school. Also probing. Nice. You really picked up on that I one. I know. That's probing. Subtle, got subtle, it. Subtle probing. <laughs> Well, now's a good time to mention that this podcast is also sponsored by Clash of Kings. Oh, uh, are you ready to join thousands of other clans in a war to control kingdoms? Speaking of violence. Uh, <laughs> conquer kingdoms and villages in Clash of Kings Last Empire, a new RTS RPG multiplayer war game that pits your army against friends and enemies all over the world in a battle for towns and cities. Do you have what it takes to stand amongst lords and lead your army? You're not the only person building an empire. Prevent a siege by building up your town. So net your army to take over other cities, collect their resources, and conquer their empire. Are you ready to stand as your town's leader? Start building your empire and lead your army into epic multiplayer strategy battles today in Clash of Kings Last Empire. Available on the iTunes App Store and Google Play. Download Clash of Kings now and find out. But what's their boob slider like on that game? Well, they had Kate up. They, they have Kate up. They then. used to. Oh, no, no that was, that's Game of War. Ooh, that's Game of War. Oh, find out. Okay, I couldn't even. I was like, what am I finding out? <laughs> I, I have to find out. Hold on a minute. He has to go find out. I have out. to find out if I'm ready to stand as my town's leader. Are you? Uh, I downloaded it. You should it. know that in your heart, Lawrence. You don't need to Google it. <laughs> Are you ready? Mm. Do you have your crown? Uh, There's that, a lot of politics. That face that he made, that means he's not ready. I'm yeah, ready, I mean, ready. it means he's not ready, yes. But even if he were ready, there's still a lot of politics. You could be like the vizier or whatever. You could Ooh. be like the guy behind the king. Like you, oh, yeah. He's, he'll Wormtongue. die. You'll be Jafar. Wormtongue, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a much cooler reference than the one I made. <laughs> <laughs> Jafar? Yeah. I See, yeah. I thought Jafar was the cooler reference yeah. than Wormtongue. Yeah, I... Hmm. That's hard. Which one is cooler? Put that Jafar, I think Jafar is cooler. Yeah? Yeah. Then oh, Wormtongue? Then Wormtongue. Mm. Let's go Littlefinger. Let's make it Jafar one's got further. He actually became cool. he actually became Sultan for a little yeah, while. Yeah, and That's he true. became here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about Jafar. When Jafar gave himself full power. <laughs> ultimate power, right? Ultimate power, right? Yeah. What did he do? First. He got ripped. He got ripped. Yeah. He did? He got ripped. Yeah. He, he was got like, he's like, huge. all right, well, I'm not going to be strong anymore. And he made himself ripped. Now, muscles factor in nothing. I was going to say, the power of he was a genie, genie right? right? It doesn't matter. Who he cares? turned into a snake shortly thereafter. Just for the look. Clearly, it didn't matter. It's not like he punched <laughs> Aladdin. He just got ripped. And that means Jafar is cooler. Mm, he had his point. finger on the pulse, and good he point. knew it's important. It's hard to argue with that. Yeah, God. that really is. Wormtongue just got fucking tossed out on his ass. He ended up going, like, throwing in with Saruman. So oh, he ended right. up becoming like more powerful with the other wizard. Oh, now, by the way, now that I just said that, Wormtongue is less cool. Yeah, than, <laughs> than Jafar. That, that that helped. Oh, oh man, Jafar Super wins. Jafar got ripped. So Wormtongue did other nerdier things. Jafar than wins. He had yeah, done. absolutely. <laughs> I think that was a sta- statement on corporate America. If you get fired, you'll just go get a better job after this. No, absolutely. Yeah, always. Okay, so uh, let's let's roll back. Let's set the wayback machine about twenty-five minutes ago mm-hmm. when Spool was talking about Soma. <gasps> Uh, <laughs> so many things. Uh, Ken Levine was on the Game Informer show. Uh, basically, I, I think it was prompted by the announcement of System Shock Three, uh, okay. because at Looking Glass, Ken Ken worked on System Shock Two. It's a fantastic game. Holy shit, I love that game. But uh, he he it's dropped. Right, some it must hints be really about, good. Everybody says it's really good. I've never played, played it. So I don't know. I played it. It's uh. I haven't played it. 
it's temp. I was tempted to say it was like good for the time, but I played it about a year ago and it, it holds up. Wow, it's it's a li- it's got you know it's it's a late nineties PC game, so it's a little. Should we play it on no. one of our game? No, plays? you shouldn't. <laughs> You'll make fun of it, and it'll piss me off. <laughs> uh, but here's 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 the first kind of hint he's dropped about his next game. The next game from Irrational, even though they're down to like what twenty employees or something. Yeah, it's crazy. very small. Uh, he said, "I'm so deeply involved in the themes of our new thing. Our new game is a science fiction game." It involves themes like artificial intelligence and what it means to be programmed. Chappy. Yeah, that you're chappy. Uh, that you are a thing that was created by programming. That's a big thing in the new game, uh, or a big theme in the new game. And how much agency you have outside of what you are as a piece of programming instructions. Mm. So I'm scratching a lot of those itches in the new game already. He's referring to, you know, do you want to go back to System Shock? You're like you Mr. Smith. You are like Mr. Smith. In you The Matrix. From, from The Matrix? Because he, was, pro- he was, he was programmed, and then he went outside of his programming and wanted to be bigger than Mr. he was. Mr. Smith? Yeah, Agent Smith. Did you just watch oh. The Matrix? He didn't go outside no. of his programming, oh, okay. though. All right. that, was the big, that was the big difference between him and Neo. Neo had free will because he was a human being. Uh-huh. Smith did not. He was slave to his purpose. Yeah. And the moment he achieved his purpose, he was undone. Nope. Because that's his only reason for existence. I actually got into the philosophy of the Matrix movies. No one else did. So do you think Ken Jesus. Levine is doing the Matrix video game movie? No, he's doing the same. So he did this in Bioshock. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a thing that a lot of games do, and everyone thinks it's cool. But I think it's getting less cool the more games do it. Which is comment on the fact that in a game you really don't have free will at all. Sure. Bioshock did it. Uh, Spec Ops Line did it, which is pretty cool. Uh, but there are only so many times you can like really cleverly hit that one thing before you start to realize it's the only thing you can actually hit. Yeah. Uh, because games, games are also machines. They're finite state machines. They can't generate new states for you to be in. So therefore, you can only really do what the program allows you to do. Except No Man's Sky, which has the yeah. potential for everything. <laughs> Oh, spool. <laughs> Any chance it gets to mock it. <laughs> Your bitterness towards No Man's Sky. Procedurally generated, Lawrence. It means it can do anything you ever imagined. <laughs> that reminds me. I need to follow procedure. Yeah. I need to dig out. Yeah, it's, it's still It generates its own generated. procedure. Nope. That's impossible. Let's say I. I need to dig out the. Uh, I need to dig out the no episode where I called reference to to a spore way early because I know a lot of people are going to be doing that oh, yeah. and I want to make sure everyone knows I put a flag in that you ground did. early. You did. I yeah. remember oh, that. Yeah, I, I will always vouch for you on that one, Lawrence. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. This is all I have. <laughs> this is my little protuberance. It's all it. <laughs> you gotta go to the doctor, buddy. It Maybe doesn't, it doesn't hurt. No, it's just I'm, I'm worried about it. Like, it's it's like a dead weird. area of its body. That's I think it to might be some sort of cyst. Uh, well, okay. So my guess is Darth. Hernia. You think he's becoming a Darth, Darth Lawrence? Cyst? No, uh, I think he's. I think it's probably like obviously benign. It's not malignant. Should, should he fly yeah. though? We're gonna be flying in a like while. The pressure. What? Oh, it might the altitude. Oh, that'd be cool. No, it'll drain all on your body. That's fine. Things things on my body have popped before. Uh, Do we want to show that on the podcast? You want, you want me to push it on the podcast? Can you see I don't, it? it doesn't poke out enough. I need to lose more body fat. Clearly. Oh really? Because uh, I can um, I can poke a little bit. See, I, <laughs> it's weird. Uh, we did some WebMD, some communal WebMD uh-huh. before yeah. we came on. Good. And uh, I think it's related to drinking. I uh, know. I'm sure it's, it is. I'm probably the no. first human case where repeated binge drinking has caused some kind of medical issue. Oh, the first patient zero. <laughs> I know you're not patient zero. <laughs> you sure? I'm positive. I'm pretty sure drinking has no adverse effects. He shared a drink with a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool monkey. Uh, <laughs> you can do shots like a mad dog. Uh, but so typically, if I if I drink pretty heavily, my stomach's a little upset the next day. Of course, and uh, as is everybody's. Right, pretty normal, right? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what this is. You know, we had we had two pretty heavy nights back to back, and my stomach was a little upset. But that's normal. I mean, like, was the cyst there before? <laughs> I'd never poked at it before, Does but it, it was there. He's like, my memory's a little fuzzy. 
from just, any time before I drank, so I don't remember. So the only time, like, what happened now is I was just like, ooh, my tummy, and I, like, squished, and something moved, and I was like, That's weird. I was like, that's weird, and then, and then there's something I do, which is unwise, but if something's ever weird with my body, I just mess with it a lot. Oh, sure, sure. So yeah. I just okay. like, that's weird. Yeah. I just kept doing that, hmm. and now I'm, now I'm worried. I don't know. You should go to the doctor. Yeah. Number one. Yeah, probably. Number two, it's probably just some sort of, like I said, like, it's benign. It's just a weird growth. Is Who knows? A rooster teeth nurse? I was asking this the other day. I figured with all the shenanigans. Not elementary I figured the school, shenanigans they get school. up to, that people get hurt on the daily here in Austin. Well, on that's the what, daily. Well, that's what on the, the daily. That's what, all the, that's what all the liquor's for. Yeah, it's, oh. <laughs> to give you cysts. You There's just a World War One triage nurse who hands you a bottle of whiskey <laughs> ah, and tells you to leave. Bite on this piece of wood. Yeah, <laughs> I think you should. I think you should go to the doctor. But also, I don't necessarily think it's anything you should I don't be worried so. about. Nah, I'm gonna mm-hmm. give it a day or two. Let it go away. It's not gonna go away because it's been there for a while. I don't know that. He doesn't remember. Day and a half. <laughs> it could be a great <laughs> opportunity to change your life. Eh. Okay. Why? <laughs> Man, that would suck. James. Oh, okay. All right. I gave it. I gave it a try. Lawrence, no. you, you don't have to binge drink. You know that right? you can just drink normally. Like have a drink. Well, he needs the effects, and yeah. because he drinks so much, he's constantly chasing that dragon. Oh yeah. So, no, no, no. I've, I've, I've mechanically shut it down. Uh, I only drink like once a week. Is that too much? But, well, do well, how you much binge do you drink? drink? Depends. To get drunk? No, not necessarily. To feel to have an altered state of any sort. I mean, I or do you just like the taste of alcohol? I feel like once a week isn't. Do you too like bad, the taste of alcohol? Like Some alcohols, drinks. but not not the. Uh, so most thing, most times you're not drinking it because you're like, mmm, this is good, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. once you're drinking it because of what it's gonna do to you. Well, yeah. once a once yeah. a week, <laughs> once a week. I like that Lawrence is honest. By the way, once a week for years mm. is not good for you. Okay. So if you're doing it once a week for like a stretch of a month, maybe not so bad. A binge month. That's a binge month. It's like a almost like month. a bender is what it is. Oh, it's the Too purge. Late for that. We're past that. No, yeah, we need like, to make a movie instead of the purge. It's called the binge. <laughs> and one night a year, oh. Lawrence just gets no! just but it's not shit one night, faced. It's not one night a year. It's like one night a week. I don't. Yeah. I see. I don't know. I don't. I don't get shit faced that often. No, that's that's what you'll have to do. Okay. <laughs> Everything <laughs> that you've <laughs> kept up inside that you're da- you're just gonna let it out, and you're just gonna drink absolutely as much as you can one night a year. And then you, it's 24 hours, anything goes, and everyone else is going to barricade their doors to make sure you can't get in. You're going to be running around <laughs> naked, naked wearing a clown mask Man. with a bag of something, maybe body parts over your shoulder. To... That is absolutely not what happens. When I get to that state, I just park myself in front of a computer and watch weird YouTube videos. We're still going to barricade our doors. <laughs> Probably wise, because I'm going to want you to watch them too. <laughs> he yeah. thinks he's watching YouTube he... videos, but it's really real people's lives. He's just like barging down oh, their, cool. into yeah. their house. Or he pees in your closet. <laughs> 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 he might pee in your closet. God, I wasn't even drunk That's that important. night. It's weird. So you weird. absolutely were drunk. <laughs> I will confirm for but you. But I, I sobered up before he went to sleep. <laughs> I just, Clearly not. You peed he in his closet. I don't get it either, man. I've gone to sleep way more drunk than that. Just say you were Nothing drunk. Happens. Just admit. I mean, as I far as I know, I, shit. I think objectively, we can, this, there's hard. There's always a little room for perception, like we've been talking about. I would like Maybe to think I'm pretty Bruce master at knowing. You perceived you in a certain way, but when you get up and you pee in his closet, I think you're objectively drunk. Did you take so. any medication before you went to sleep? No. Does okay. vodka count? Uh, I mean, yeah, that, no, that's not a medication. So you weren't like hallucinating or like like some other side effects. It was the alcohol. Do you sleep? And because I, I remember Lawrence telling me he never slept walk either. Like you didn't you didn't do that very often. Uh, so he consciously. It did. has happened like twice <laughs> in my life. Twice in your life. Okay. One, I'm guessing it was the four loco. Three times. I'm just gonna say four loco. Bad news. Four loco is just bad. Sugar and booze. It, said, yeah. it has crazy in sugar. the name. 
It's a lot of sugar. That's <laughs> crazy. The worst, the worst crazy. nightmares I've ever had were after drinking like a lot of four locusts. You the remember worst them? nightmares. Uh, I mean, just like demon. Like I generally don't have nightmares. I generally have pretty good dreams. Just demonic entities, <laughs> constant, <laughs> constant feeling of being pursued. Did you meet the horrific, four and then I'd wake up, and it had been 15 minutes since the last time I checked the clock. But I had been dreaming for what felt like hours. Ooh. Like just, just never a never-ending nightmare. <laughs> That's like salvia, which is actually Ugh. on the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Never in, 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 in a can. Do so oh, they even man. sell that in America anymore? They oh, yeah. do, they but it's not. It doesn't have alcohol, oh, yeah. right? You gotta find <laughs> no, they took out caffeine. That was the only thing. Oh, that's what it was. That was like, they took out something. A bunch of dumbass teenagers. It's it's dumb. It was just like a bunch of dumbass teenagers drinking it and then not feeling as drunk as they were because the caffeine was hitting them. Yeah. Yeah. So they got crazy drunk on it. Also, it's really sugary, so you know babies can drink it because they haven't suffered yet. So teenagers would just get wrecked on this stuff and then ram their car into a tree. So it. it Sparked a mini moral panic. I've never felt more alive. <laughs> 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 yeah, same as a vodka Red Bull. Exactly the same. Yeah, if you have too many of those, you you get totally screwed up. Yeah, but bad. you know, little babies don't know. Whereas I have mastered no, every cell in my you body. My hey, there's a part of your body that's literally trying to escape the rest of you because <laughs> it is. It doesn't it's like, like <laughs> being soaked in vodka. Everything likes that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's I don't know. Self cleaning. Just uh. In something that maybe seems like wisdom, but is actually pathetic that it has to be said out loud, totally sober until the pain goes away. What? Wait, hold on. What do you mean? Until, until this little protuberance decides to suck itself back oh, okay. in. Well, you're not going to drink anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's great. For like four Fingers days. Fingers crossed it doesn't go away. Yeah, yeah, you're still going to see a doctor? Way, it's not going to go away. You're going to have to go to the doctor. We'll see. They'll have to cut it out so of So here's the thing. I don't, I don't know if it's, if it's normal. So here's the other thing. I've been I've been losing weight, so it's like I, <laughs> everyone check for protuberances. <laughs> this is something that's been happening recently, where there's just all these kinds of bits of my body I didn't know were there because you're basically kicking off all these layers that weren't there before. Oh. So I'm discovering all sorts of weird so shit. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like it might just be a cyst that's benign. It has, maybe it has nothing to do with drinking. Oh shit! You think it's just been there forever, huh? Could be. Huh. It's a very real possibility. Never thought about that. Like I mean, my dad's had those, and he, he doesn't he doesn't drink like you. So, or that you know, that, well, maybe you should. Yeah. Anatomically, maybe it's like an alcohol pouch of alcohol that's oh, yeah. saving it for later when you need Ooh, it's it. Like, oh. It's a little shot. You just like a candle. <laughs> Your body's evolving. Man, this is a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, what anatomically speaking, what's right above your belly button? Nothing. I have, right? I have no idea. It shouldn't be anything. Literally, be, no clue. It should just be meat, right? Because your stomach yeah, is like like stomach. at the bottom of your diaphragm. And your abdomen. Right? Mm-hmm. And then that's but that's a layer of muscle, and I think it's your stomach. What's right there? What's that? Might be a little low. For your stomach. Are you talking about internal organs? Yeah. I don't know. Where's oh, the appendix over it's, here? I think somewhere? it's like the small intestine, right? Spleen-ish. Which one's the longer one? The small intestine. The small intestine. Yeah. Liver. But that's lower than you think because it needs to come out. I always, I always have to remind myself that I have the poop. Oh, oh, nah. sweet. It has to, the large intestine has to go all the way around the top and then yeah. come out my butthole. See, okay. <laughs> that's the other thing. Uh, is after I drink, my digestion gets a little off track. Of course. Yeah. That's so normal. Maybe it's just a backup, man. No. For this many days? It shouldn't, it shouldn't That's be not there. For this many days, it shouldn't be there. One and a half. I mean, Maybe. Go, go get a colonic better. or something. You should Ooh. go get a colonic. We'll suck it right like. out. You know who gets those? Tom Cruise. Oh. Does he? He does. He and would. He, very, he might, very much enjoys them. So He probably has I, them. He said that they're great, and there. I totally believe him. You're supposed to get a colonic. Yeah, like you flush out that butt. You're supposed to flush it out. Flush that butt. Yeah, I've never done that, but I We should do colonics together. Don't you Let's do that. Yeah, I want to flush my butt. I'll that'll be uh I'll, I'll pay for it for everybody. Christmas what? Gift. Be a funhouse expense. No. Can we opt out? Can we film Sweet. it? Sweet. Of course we can film it. Fuck, that'd be a good video. I do that. I <laughs> yeah. think I want to go to a colonic. They show the window 
where that's where what's you see happening. All the water well, yeah, what's through? flushing out of you? Then oh, you get to man. see the pieces go by. Uh uh-uh. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool because when you eat a lot of red meat or whatever, it lives in your small intestine and large intestine. Does it turn back <gasps> you into the get animal out of, you, you need to get it out of you. This is this is all adding yeah. up. I had. <laughs> Oh, when we arrived on I know you had two Friday steak night. dinners in a row or something. No, 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 just one, but it was 22 ounces of red meat that I crammed into my body and then drank extremely heavily right after. You so had this before, Lawrence. It wouldn't Are just sure? appear. I'm positive. I didn't feel it before. Hernia, I, I think, though. like you said, I think it's because you're, lo- you're losing weight. Mm. So you're saying I've had a steak baby Listen, this whole time. It needs. To, we need to flush our butts. We need to flush our butts. <laughs> we gotta flush them. Why Why flushing our butts is not gonna help him. No, I don't care. This is about me now. (laughs) Maybe it's it's my large intestine poking out a little bit. There's a meat baby in there. I think I'm really worried about you. Can we weigh ourselves before? We should weigh ourselves before. Yeah, then. And then we flush and we can see who lost the most percentage of their body weight by flushing it out of their butthole. Lawrence, can I ask you, do you have stomach pain on a normal day? When you don't, I don't have stomach pain now. Good. I was dialing it up. That's important. It's just uh, it's just a slight pressure. It's like it's like there's there's the mother of all farts that's waiting waiting to let go. (laughs) And you didn't notice this until on the plane. It's gonna happen on the plane. Yeah, but that's also when the pressure built up. So 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 typically what happens is the day after I drink very heavily, I have the digestion system of an old man. Yep. Farting all the time. Yep. No solids. No thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) That's that's what happens to me too. Yeah. So that's kind of the phase I'm in now. Except this time. Little bump. You got a little buddy there. So, so maybe it's just old man shits working their way out. I don't know. Nope. No. Be that <laughs> it's you not. should be able to feel it. You got to go to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for me to go to the doctor. It's also time for the podcast to end. <laughs> Thanks everybody for enduring the last ten minutes there. It's a little yeah. harrowing, but no, it's James, good. I'm curious. Good yeah. If you were to compare your full local nightmares with watching. The detritus from your ass fly fly in front of your face. Yeah, which one is worse? Well, I would probably be okay with the the stuff coming out of my ass. Yeah, because that's for my betterment. Yeah, mm. the nightmares are literally punishment for things I've done wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like karma immediately coming. It's basically like going to hell. You've lived a horrible life. Now you're going to hell, and you have to you have to literally ah, ex- experience your, eyes, your like, sins. Open as you see everything. That's what that's what for loco nightmares are. Whereas the colonic is you're actively working to purify yourself, and you're you're expelling. The badness. The so you made a conscious decision to improve yeah. your you body. Could, you could argue the nightmares are that too. It's just it's catharsis. You're mentally working through all of the uh, all of the ne- negativity mm. built up in your head. I guess so maybe they can flush me with four loco. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> can you imagine? Oh. That would give him like, immediately cancer. Mm, my butt's all <laughs> my butt's all sticky. <laughs> you get cancer. I think right it's away. the sugars. <laughs> it's got the sugars got in my anus. It's, it's in Ugh. my cracks. I'd never considered that. All right, let's go get let's go get a four loco enema. I gotta pee. <laughs> Thanks everybody. Bye.